You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello and welcome to the Trend Zone. Casey Mellon here with Dave Hewitt. Each week at the Football Radio Show, we give you our expert insight analysis and opinions on the top trending stories in the NFL. Dave, are you ready, bro? Most ready indeed. <laughs> All right, my friend. You've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. In today's episode, we'll talk a major injury to a big-time quarterback, a comeback from a major injury to a big-time quarterback, <laughs> Saturday night is all right for fighting if you're an AFC West fan. Our fantasy go-backs of the week, playoff styles, and we are going to preview some of the biggest games coming up in this Jeff Hostetler Week 15 <laughs> in the NFL. I don't know why I did that later. The Haas. <laughs> Tons of playoff implications, Dave, but you know what, bro? Can't do anything. Dang, it can't do nothing. Without the dank nugs, bro, and I know you're holding. Yeah, that's right, dude. Uh, you know, just three weeks left in the season, but uh, unbelievably, 23 teams left still in contention. 23 teams with Super Bowl dreams, man. And Love just, it. yeah, just two teams, just two, have, have uh, notched themselves a, a postseason berth. That is the Steelers and the Eagles. Uh, so the final three weeks, dude, 10 playoff spots up for grabs. Man, this is going to be good. And I'll Pennsylvania Super Bowl. It's <laughs> got the Stillers and the Eagles. Stillers, <laughs> Eagles. It could happen, man. <laughs> All right, Dave. Speaking of those Eagles, um, they got bad news. They escaped L.A. with the victory. Yep. But and so they're losing what who may have been the MVP of the league. Uh, Carson Wentz, dude. ACL done for the year. It falls in. Yeah, and um, unless you're a diehard Cowboys fan or whatever, uh, this one really does hurt. Uh, just for your average fan, because it's it's easy to get behind Wentz and to root for the guy because he's been such an exciting player uh, last year coming onto the scene. Uh, you know, sooner than expected, playing as well as he had this year, putting up MVP caliber numbers, leading the league, I believe, in touchdown passes. Um, and leading the Philadelphia Eagles to an incredible record and obviously uh, an incredible disappointment here. They're going to lean on Nick Foles, uh, who at one point in time, in I believe a seven or eight game stretch, had 27 touchdowns and just two picks. That was uh, seems like a lifetime ago, but if they can somehow rekindle that kind of magic with Foles, he's got a chance to do something special. The team uh, is is very, very solid around him. But, man, Wentz was driving you, that thing. I thought you were going to say Nick Foles at one time was a Napoleon Dynamite impersonator <laughs> on <Stuart laughs> Boulevard. That, that is clearly true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude, but we've been talking about Wentz, and I know it's a yeah. physical game, but we said he can't take the type of hits yep. he's been taking yep. these last couple of years, man. You're going to get beat up at the position. We've seen it. But there's times when you just got to get out or get down and don't take those savage hits. He's had a lot of them. Yeah. Hopefully it's be a learning experience and he'll come back and do well. I can't root for these Eagles, but that's a guy you root for just to get healthy, man. We like it. The league is better when there's great quarterbacks involved and when there's not, you know, we'll see what happens. And that's why I went with uh, Hostetler instead of Bart Starr. You might say the 
best 15 <laughs> ever in the league. I went with the backup going to the Super Bowl. See, that's the type of next level stuff you get on the trend zone. Baby. Come on. Foles, Super Bowl MVP, predicted by Casey. Wow. <laughs> well, easy, easy. Pump those brakes, baby. Pump them. Speaking of pumping brakes, dude, right. cats are getting excited in Green Bay. Um, we saw Mr. A.A. Ron Rogers on the sideline, pretty fired up in that Cleveland game, giving yeah. the info to Hundley. Well, it might go the other way this Sunday, dude. Dude, he was the ultimate cheerleader last week, and for good reason, because obviously he wanted a reason to really come back and to, and to push this thing. Um, you know, medically cleared to play this week. The, the schedule that they have left, this week it's the Panthers, then uh, next week... Uh, it's hosting Minnesota, then at Detroit. I mean, it's a grueling finish to the season. And as usual, uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers kind of kind of need to run the table, right? <laughs> yeah, man, relax, Dave. <laughs> right, exactly, dude. But, man, he's coming back. Uh, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, the doctors cleared him, so they feel like he's going to be fine and that he's, you know, that he's able to take another hit. But he got 13 screws and a couple of plates uh, in, uh, in there. It's a little bit nerve-wracking there. Hopefully, he doesn't have to test it uh, too much, and he's smart. He gets out of harm's way. But um, man, it's I don't be... remember Dave. You know, when there was a quarterback that hurt his collarbone and came back and played the Panthers, <laughs> that seemed to turn out okay for me. <laughs> Are you speaking of a one Tony Romo, Casey? Oh yeah, that time. didn't turn out well. <laughs> yes, but by my recollection, uh, there was a rebroken collarbone. Uh, in that circumstance, and obviously that would be the the worst possible scenario here for Aaron Rodgers um, and and the Packers and the Packers faithful. But um, man, they've been they've been they've been holding it together, Hundley and the, and the Pack, to try and get themselves in this position where it meant something to bring Aaron Rodgers back. Yeah, uh, and they've got it done. They've got themselves. It's a long shot still, uh, with, especially with the schedule, the daunting schedule that they have in front of yeah. them. But they have a chance, man. And if he comes out and he's Aaron Rodgers, they have a legitimate chance. Totally. And, you know, it's the type of injury if he does get hurt again, you know, you just put it back, put in 20 screws instead of the 13, get the plate in there, <laughs> and it'll heal in the offseason. I don't think there's long-term damage that can come if it re-breaks. And right now, you really got nothing to lose. Although Hundley coming off a real nice game, we'll get yeah. to that a little bit later. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday, dude. All right, up next, the Survivor Pool three strikes. Dave, uh, we're both dead. And if anybody had the eleven point favorite New England Patriots on Monday night, they join <laughs> us in death. Yeah, man, it's been a season where it's been there's been traps traps around every corner, right? Uh, Giants beating the Broncos or whatever, Giants beating whoever it was, you know. Uh, and now here, this one, the the Dolphins beating the Patriots. Uh, man, there's been uh, it's been a dangerous uh, dangerous tr path in the survival slash three strikes pool this year, man. But uh, heading into next week, there's a couple of good choices, a couple of really good choices. Yeah, dude, the best advice I ever had that I never took, <laughs> I gave to you last year when I said just pick against Cleveland <laughs> exactly. every week. And that's pretty much work. Um, Baltimore over Cleveland this week, if you still have them. Minnesota over Cincy or the Saints over the Jets are all good selections. So uh, good luck with that if you happen to still be alive. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, dude. Uh, let's do the fantasy go-backs of the week, Casey. Now, I myself... 
was masterful this week. I made all the right calls, which was essentially play the team I play every week uh, for the most part. But got 140, handled my business in my playoff uh, early divisional round or whatever you want to call it, wild card round there. Um, 140 plus points. Bam! Killed it. What about you? Oh, well, I donkey punched the donkey punch to punch my ticket to the semifinals. Nice. And my shrewdest move last week, I picked up Gio Bernard for a streaming back, and he got me 13 points against the Bears. Uh, so that was a great pickup for me. So I advanced, but Dave, I know everybody's case. What's up with your other league? I'm yeah, going to tell you what's up with my other league. I had the great idea to sit Russell Wilson against that number one ranked Jacksonville defense, and I went with your favorite player, Derek Carr. <laughs> Car netted me a 12, where Russ would have gotten me a 27, Oof. and uh, I ended up losing by four points. Dude, if I cared about your other league, dude, right now I'd be feeling for you, bro. That's 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 tragic yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, it is, but it looks like hopefully I'll be seeing you in the Super Bowl. We'll find out uh, <laughs> next week. I got my hands full. Uh, with both action, man. So oh, yeah, the highest-scoring team in the league. Well, I'll be facing the Hypnotoads, the team with the best record in the league. So we each have our hands full for sure. All right, Dave, speaking of handfuls, baby, it's week 15. We've got some killer games on the lineup. And know what's better than Sunday football? Saturday football <laughs> before that Sunday. We're getting a doubleheader. Uh, we got the, uh, I think it's the Bears and the Lions in the morning, but this nighttime game, dude, this is the sweet one. We got our Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are one favorite points at one favorite, one point favorite. Sorry, <laughs> I get out, I broke into the nugs a little early. Yeah. Chiefs, one point favorites at home. Dude, I'll tell you what, this Charger team, uh, blew the beginning of the season 0 and 4, but they've been 7 and 2 since. They could have eaten the, uh, Jags along the way that, and that would have been an 8 and 1 start. But, that doesn't matter necessarily going into this game. What does matter is how hot Phillip Rivers is and the way that they're moving the, 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 the ball on offense. The defense has really gotten better each week throughout the course of the year, especially bringing back Perryman uh, on the defensive side, really short up that run game. Um, but, you know, all of that won't matter if they go into a sea of red next week and then uh, don't get it. Don't don't get it going on, man. This Charger team is on such a roll. Finally, people are getting on the bandwagon, and that's got me nervous. <laughs> yeah, people are starting to pay attention. You mentioned right. it, dude, Philip Rivers. Um, probably, uh, I don't know if this cat gets in the Hall of Fame without a Super Bowl, but he's definitely got the numbers, dude. Yeah. And he's a huge reason why they're winning in the past four games, over 1,300 passing yards, eight touchdowns, zero interceptions. That's a 119.2 nice. passer rating. and uh. You know, taking care of that ball and hucking it. They finally took the, uh, you know, the handcuffs off him and let him lead this offense and your boy Keenan Allen. But you mentioned this defense, dude. At the beginning of the season, they were giving up a ton of points and rushing yards. Now they're holding teams to just over 17 points, dude. Yeah. That is a formula for winning games in December, but that's going to be a offense. Going like you said in that sea red with a team that likes to put up a lot of points. Yeah, and this Chiefs team obviously got off to a great start this season at five and zero. Then they really hit a wall, dude, and uh, they lost a handful of games. I believe f at least four games in a row there. Um, but they won last week, and they kind of got things righted against the Raiders uh, last week. And you know what? This Chiefs team, the schedule down the stretch is not 
incredibly daunting. And if they win this game, they really, I mean, the winner of this game puts themselves in the driver's seat. Kansas City yeah. at home. They're so tough to beat there. The home crowd on a Saturday night is going to be jacked up. It is going to be freaking loud there. Chargers better be ready to come into that stadium and do a bunch of hand signals and stuff to call plays because Philip Rivers loves to move things around at the line of scrimmage. That's going to be difficult against this yeah. Chiefs team. They've got the big play back in the arsenal in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hill made a couple of plays. Kelsey making more plays. Um, you know, we'll see if, if these Chiefs can put it together. Uh, they, they've set themselves up to kind of coast into the playoffs if they get this win. Yeah, dude, um, and a big reason why they beat those Raiders last week is the uh, reemergence of Kareem Hunt, dude. Mm-hmm. Almost 140 scrimmage yards last week against the Raiders with a TD, and that's bad news for you guys because in the first game he yep. had 172 yards on the ground on 17 carries, Dave. That's over 10 yards a carry. But that's 70 was at the end in scrap time in one run, Casey, just to, just oh, to qualify that a tiny bit. All right, so 100 <laughs> yards on 16 carries. That's not good. Yeah, but uh, like we've talked about, this Chargers defense really Better. coming on. If yeah. they can hold this guy in check um, and force the uh, the Chiefs to make play after play, um, you know that's going to keep them in this game. I'm super stoked for this. This is what the Chargers want to do. You had no idea that this was coming when you were sitting there at 0-4. No way. Now the season is right there in front of you. Go out and take it and prove to the rest of the league you are who you thought they were, and <laughs> hey, baby, it's in prime time, so everybody's going to get to see it. Maybe that'll boost up a little love in L.A. for these guys. No doubt. They, they certainly leave, use a little recognition in, in Los Angeles. They're getting lost. All right, let's move it on, Casey. There's more action, and it's awesome. It's the Green Bay Packers at the Carolina Panthers. Panthers at home, favored by two and a half, and this is a freaking huge game for both squads. Yeah, dude, and it looks like the um, Packers are going to go with Aaron Rodgers. We haven't heard that for sure yet, but that's probably what it's going to be. So mm-hmm. let me talk about Hundley real quick because this will probably be the last time we get to talk about him. Yeah. Coming off his best week, I know it was the Browns, but um, 265 yards, three TDs, no interceptions. Credit. Um, looks like he's finally getting this thing going, but uh, that's probably going to be it. But they know they have a, a really good backup in him now, so maybe they're set there. If Rodgers comes back, this is a different team, man. He's got command of this offense, maybe the best quarterback in the league. Um, Lil Giffy is the one thing to feel good, throwing passes on the sideline, not wearing pads, not getting hit by guys. Yeah. Once you get in the mix, take a couple hits. We'll see how that thing really is. But now they're getting that run game going, too. And, dude, if Aaron Rodgers comes back as healthy and has Jamal Williams back there just crushing it, man, these Packers could get on a run, dude. No doubt about it, dude. Obviously, getting getting themselves in position here uh, to make it worth it. Aaron Rodgers coming back it was was key, and they've gone three and two down the stretch here. Um, Huntley, like you said, has played you know pretty good football, and obviously good enough to get them in the position that they're in right now. Um, but they're still the ninth seed, which means, like I said, they pretty much need to run the table or something magical has to happen other than that and that the schedule is brutal but then you look at um the carolina panthers on the other side man they are in position to still uh win that division so it is going to be uh you know an epic battle man and this um this packer squad uh they've found some running out of the 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 tandem of young running backs they've got and i think that that's really helped balance them out offensively um 
moving forward that that they've been able to get productivity uh from jamal williams and uh who's the other guy i'm I'm forgetting Aaron jones Jones, thanks um those guys have actually been surprisingly very effective uh with with the football in their hands that's taken a little bit off of hundley and now now they're in the position where they're at yeah and then you flip it over to these panthers dude remember cam had the shoulder surgery in the offseason didn't get any reps in training camp and any of that and finally looks like he's rounding into form um had really the back even though the shoulders healthy it was the legs that really did the vikings last week with that huge run against them broke him um but he's starting to play a lot better and they got christian mccaffrey in the draft obviously exciting playmaker they're figuring out how to use him more getting him more involved but that's also taken a few reps away from Jonathan Stewart, which has given him a little bit left in the tank for this late in the season. Yeah. And that was on display against that Minnesota defense last week. He over 100 yards and three touchdowns, man. Um, this Panthers team could be peaking at the right time, dude. And, uh, you know, that defense is legit as well. Yeah, like you said, the peaking at the right time strikes me as exactly what's going on because it seemed like they were like, yeah, they're just wild, wandering around in this season, but they were still in great shape in terms of their win-loss record. Now they're sitting at nine and four. They're tied with the Saints, but they're in second place in that division. The division's right in front of them. They're in the playoffs right now, and I, I, like you said. Jonathan Stewart has been a tandem back really his whole career. B- before that, it was D'Angelo Williams taking right. carries away from him. So he's always been uh, maybe protected a little bit from all the wear and tear that an older back would have. He displayed last week that he's still got plenty left in the tank. And it's a nice little combo because he's a big bruising kind of guy, but he's still got a burst. And then you've got McCaffrey. He's obviously very quick and shifty. So it's a nice tandem. But... um like you said, it, it's about Cam Newton, and you know, at some point they wanted him to be more of a pocket passer. He, that's not where he is right now. He needs to use his legs. He needs to be judicious with the, the hits he takes, but he needs to move the chains when he needs to with his legs, and he needs to make huge plays once in a while uh, to, to break open games like he did last weekend, or when they're down by the goal line, he needs to be a legitimate threat. This Carolina Panthers team, like you said, are they peaking at the right time? Seems like it. You need to be the best team playing late, and that's where they're at yeah. right now. Awesome game, dude. That is going to rock. Another awesome game, dude. NFC West style. we got our Los Angeles Rams at yep. the Seattle Seahawks, and the Hawks are one-point favorites at home. Dude, <laughs> this Rams squad, uh, obviously they come across, uh, come off of a, of a disappointing loss last weekend uh, up against Philadelphia. Uh, they've dropped a couple uh, in in the last month or so, but the Rams. I think that's almost what this Rams team needed to give them a dose of what's out out there. And when it comes to playoff caliber football, and uh, obviously uh, they've done an amazing job with Goff and bringing him along with Sean McVay, uh, coaching him and stuff. But um, the receiving core playing exceptionally well, and. Uh, Gurley running the football like yeah. he does and out of the backfield receiving the football. Uh, this offense is extremely dynamic. They were the number one uh, scoring offense tied with the Eagles going into last week, so I guess they're in second place now having lost that battle <laughs> last week um, or probably in second place. But this this Rams offense, great. The defense, loaded with talent. I don't know that they're at an, an, an elite level defensively right now, um, and it'll be interesting to see when they match up against the Seahawks. Last time against the Seahawks, they damn near won that football game. Dropped it, yeah. dropped the touchdown touch pass uh, uh, right there at the end that would have won it for them. That's how close they are, and that was a better Seahawks team than they're going to face this time, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I think the the Hawks are going in the right direction. But uh, you mentioned this defense, dude. They have flash plays, you know, like the block punt last week, you know, <coughs> picks and sacks here and there. It's not consistent enough yet. We don't get a solid game through. Maybe that last game against the Hawks was their last start-to-finish game. But uh, this offense, man, this is going to be their biggest challenge mm-hmm. uh, of the season so far. You know, the story was out there that – uh. Uh, McVay's getting in the headset and giving Goff the changes right. to play. I love right it. For game. Well, come out there in front of the 12s in Seattle. I don't know if that's going to be <laughs> your best right. plan of attack with all the noise going there. Right. And uh, yeah, I think you're right about those losses. Let's see what these Rams are made of, man. It's been tough sledding. Just lost a brutal game to a team you might see in the playoffs down the road. So let's see how you handle that adversity, how you handle expectation. Go up to Seattle, try to get something done. Um, they're going to get their uh, biggest taste of big-time football on Sunday, man. Um, this game is going to be awesome. They're going to fight a team that's got their backs up against the wall, and as we've seen with the Seahawks, that's kind of when they play their best football. Yeah, it's almost like they sleepwalk for three quarters and then say, say to Russell Wilson, go out there and find a way to win this freaking ball game. Uh, right now, the Seahawks are 8-5, uh, and five, the Rams uh, are 9-4, and four. So uh, the Seahawks are actually outside of the playoffs looking in right now. That's how big this game is for Seattle. And you don't have to, uh, you don't have to uh, notify the Seattle fans of that. They're well aware of the importance of this game. And at home, we know what kind of impact they can have on the game. The Seattle def- defense has broken down since the last time they played the Rams. We'll see if they're up for the task of slowing down one of the best offenses in football. Uh, in that Los Angeles Rams team. And if they do decide to sleepwalk through three quarters, will they be within striking distance uh, to allow Russell Wilson to work his incredible magic? I mean, it just seems like, man, when he's when his back is against the wall, he is unbelievable. Um, again, this, uh, this Seattle team uh, offensively haven't necessarily found their rhythm even, but there they are sitting there with this win. They can be in first place in the division and setting themselves up uh, in in this playoff run, and they could peak at the right time. Yeah, dude, I kind of tuned out when you started talking about Russell Wilson, wondering why the hell I benched him last week because that <laughs> was his second uh, game in a row with three um, touchdowns, So, and he's even better at home. But you mentioned yeah. Sleepwalk in the fourth quarter, dude. This guy has 17 TD passes in the fourth quarter this year. That is the most in a single season. NFL in NFL history. Um, if Wentz wasn't your MVP, it could very well be Russell Wilson. He's going to have this last month of the season to um, show us mm-hmm. if he is that guy. And like you said, the running game's been MIA all year. Mike Davis is hopefully the guy there. Yeah. He's been running powerful. He's a guy that they like a lot. It just got to get consistent with him. And how about Doug Baldwin, dude? This guy, he's not the biggest. He's not the fastest. But when you need a play, you can dial in a 89, bro. Yeah. He's coming in there to make something happen. So they, uh, they really were striking with a big play in that, uh, Jacksonville game last week, just a little bit too late. Feels to me like they're pretty pissed off coming out of that game, feeling like they should have won it. Um, this is a tough time for the Rams to catch these guys, but this is going to be an exciting game. It's all on the line. The Seahawks get this. They're in the lead in that division. All of a sudden, now they're going from on the road to making somebody come up there 
uh, to the Emerald City and play a playoff game where we know what can happen. So um, rain, very yeah, rain of terror, <laughs> raining blood. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right, dude. Probably the highlight game of the weekend. Uh, arguably one of them for sure. And uh, we've been talking about this game for a couple of weeks. It's New England Patriots on the road in Pittsburgh to play the Stillers. This one, sort of these two teams have sort of separated themselves from the rest of AFC. Maybe it's a little closer now uh, than it was. But still, these are the this is the cream of the crop here. The Patriots on the road favored by two in Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, dude, coming off that game on Monday night, Ooh. it's rare that you can say, like, uh, the Patriots get out coached. And I don't necessarily think they got out coached on Monday night, but they were so stubborn in what they were trying to do. It mm-hmm. seemed like the short pass game was working around the line of scrimmage. The run wasn't great, but they used those backs out of the backfield. But they kept trying to go deep, trying to air it out. Brady got picked a couple times, and he was taking some shots he didn't need to. It was clear they couldn't protect him against that front four of the fins, but yet they tried it. So um, I don't know if it's arrogance or that's our plan. We're sticking to who we are, but uh, I just thought they let that game get away with them, away from them. And then late, it, you know, it was just, a, it was not pretty. But um, that being said, dude, you, it's rare that we see these Patriots lose two games in a row. And it's rare that we see the Patriots, specifically Tom Brady, lose to the Steelers. He is... Um, yeah, ten and two in his twelve starts against them. Uh, a one fifteen pass rating, dude. Twenty nine TDs and three interceptions. So he's coming off a two interception game, dude. Salty AF. That might be bad news for the Steelers, um, especially with the number one seed on the line in the AFC. They can do it a number way. Oh yeah, and guess what? They're getting Gronk back for this one, but they got to get that defense dialed in, man. Jay Cutler. Was looking like Bob Greasy on Monday night, okay? <laughs> yeah, with those old school uniforms, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, you, you know, Casey, this is this has been the game, obviously. And the, now that the Patriots dropped one, that's actually bad news for the Steelers, like you said, <laughs> because they don't lose two in a row very often. But this one is on the road in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh doesn't lose at home in showcase games uh, very often. So that Steelers crowd knows how to bring it. But um, you talk about this Patriots team. They are sort of a chameleon. They they know how to, to shift gears and do what, what the other team can't stop. And they keep hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Last week, I, I, you know, I think the Dolphins just have had some exceptional guys that played exceptionally well, made big plays. Uh, and the Steelers are going to need to do that too because this Patriots team's like you said, been dialed in against the Steelers over the last handful of seasons. Uh, no question about that. And the game means, uh, you know, so much to both squads. Yeah. But at this point, with the steel, with the Steelers actually in, as the number one seed and the Patriots as the, the the backup seed, the Patriots are actually in jeopardy of not getting a bye, which should be an alarm for Belichick and Brady uh, to realize that. They they need to really really get it right this time, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they di- they dial up. Which of the many running backs do they have? Do they feature? Um, and can they get productivity out of their wide receiver position? Um, Gronk will be back, so that changes a lot. You know, when you don't have when you, he's a difference maker in terms of how how a defense has to defend you. Yeah, and Hogan will be back another week coming back yep. from an injury and. Looks like they picked up Kenny Britt this week, a huge possession nice. receiver. If he can get with the Patriots' way, 
he could be a major contributor on this playoff run. But, dude, Belichick's got them right where they want him. Oh, they lose a game on yep. the road. The sky is falling. Um, it's perfect motivation for him. But let's go over to these Steelers, dude. They should be highly motivated. The, the Patriots have been really the only team that's kept the Steelers from, you know, even more Super Bowls, even more AFC championships because uh, you, they just can't beat Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Big Ben throws another um, – 500 yards and two TDs with no interceptions on 66 attempts like he did last week against the Ravens. The Steelers are going to win this game. Um, what an amazing game by Big Ben last Sunday night. Hopefully he left a little bit in the tank yeah, because he's going to need it. But the way Cuddy was shredding those pages, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And Antonio Brown, this guy. This is your best receiver in the NFL, dude. Wow. He's not the biggest, might be the fastest, but definitely runs the cleanest routes. Yeah. Catches everything. Unbelievable hands. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's got 99 catches and over 1,500 yards already against those Ravens, dude. Over 200 yards on 11 catches. Six games with 10 plus catches. And so, I mean, this guy is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, Dave, guess what? They got a pretty good running back, too. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. I mean, this is arguably the best. If you have, if you have to rate like quarterback, receiver, running back, this is I mean, it's the best in the league. These three guys are so exceptional. Um, and like you said, Antonio Brown, arguably the best receiver. Le'Veon Bell, arguably the best running back in the NFL. He's got such a unique style. The way he's his patience is so unbelievable. This this Pittsburgh team at eleven and two has uh, is riding an eight game win streak that crushes anything anyone else is doing in the league right now. Other teams have sputtered a little bit lately. The Steelers team has put it together. That is why they're the number one seed right now. They're at home. They have an opportunity right now to solidify. Not really mathematically, I don't think, but really ultimately solidify home field advantage throughout yeah. the playoffs with this big win right here. And the way they rallied against that Ravens team, they kind of snuffed out the Ravens, even though the Ravens are still seven and six. That the Ravens were on top of that scenario last week, and the Steelers rallied and and stole that thing away, man. And uh, this this Pittsburgh uh, defense galvanized around the fact that um, Ryan Shazier was in the condition that he's in with yeah. his injury situation and everything. They rallied and they found a way. I don't know. The Steelers might have to ultimately outscore other teams in the big picture, but their defense is good enough to to make plays here and there, even without one of their leaders, Ryan Shazier. Um they're good enough to 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 win a Super Bowl with the offense that they're going to put on the field. And uh, this game is enormous. It's going to be fun. All right, up next, dude, it's your Dallas Cowboys at the Oakland Raiders. Cowboys on the road, uh, favored by two in this one. Both of these teams sitting in a precarious position, but in the in the hunt category, both of them absolutely must win this football game. It's it's not mathematically a, a, a playoff game, but it's sort of a de facto playoff game. Got to win. Got to win this one, Casey. Oh, yeah, dude. Cowboys have to run the table to go 10-6, and six, and I'm not convinced 10-6 and six will get the Cowboys in in the NFC, man. It is top-heavy with some great teams. But uh, you go out, beat these Raiders, or you're not even looking at 10-6. and six. Yeah. And Dak Prescott, man, last week had a great game against the Giants. 332 yards, three TDs, no interceptions, man. 
Um, that game was a little bit tight, though, until about midway through the fourth quarter. So even though it ended 30-10, to 10, it looks like they kicked the crap out of the Giants. <laughs> they right. technically did, but it was close late. But it looks like that run game is finally going. Alfred Morris is starting to get these long, uh, grinding runs. They're mm-hmm. getting some cohesion up front. But last week, Rod Smith, dude, this guy was a monster. 160 scrimmage yards, 113 receiving yards, two touchdowns. He really had the play that broke that game open uh, for the Cowboys on offense. Um, these guys are doing a nice job. Got to hold the fort down. We'll get Zeke back for the Seattle game. But that game's not going to matter if they don't beat these Raiders. Des Bryant um, had a huge touchdown 50-yarder last week against the Giants, too. Hopefully he's starting to finally get that chemistry going with that. I would uh, Dak it have been missing this year. But on the defensive side, yeah, Dave, I know Demarcus Lawrence has 13 and a half sacks. We know he's good. But Sean Lee is the heartbeat and yep. the soul of this team, dude. It looked like there was two of them in this Giants game, dude. <laughs> he was just blowing up plays. He was everywhere. I think he had what – we would check last. It was like 15 tackles. Wow. And a huge interception that sealed the deal, too. So if this guy's healthy, he's an uh, absolute playmaker, difference maker, dude. And these young guys in the backfield, um, Cheeto and Jordan, are finally coming along, man. They're taking their lumps, but they're starting to get some cohesion there, man. Um, this is going to be a tough game for them to go out and get, but uh, still just got to just win, baby. Stealing it from out. Take it out. Davis is like, yeah. I'll tell yeah. you what, Casey. You know what? Obviously, um, this Cowboys season has been tumultuous. The the the, uh, the loss of Ezekiel Elliott has been pivotal. The line, offensive line, hasn't been as awesome as it was last year. And as a result, there was some turmoil in there. And there was a lot riding on Dak Prescott's shoulder there for a little while. And it was a little too much, and they lost a handful of games in there. I think there were it was a three-game losing streak. But you know yeah. what? They've won two games in a row right now. They've righted the ship. And uh, like you said, Dez Bryant making some bigger plays. Jason Witten was involved last week. He got one huge touchdown pass. <laughs> Had a little something to do with my fantasy. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I think uh, getting that running game back online a little bit, even though Zeke's not there, they, they, they got their running game in a little bit of a rhythm, and that really helped Dak Prescott. He's finding his, his um, uh, rhythm with, with the, uh, the receiving group there, uh, in particular Des Bryant, who's the playmaker for him. Um, and the Cowboys, you, you know, you've covered them, you covered them pretty well. Uh, they just need to keep it rolling, baby, and keep winning these football games, and they give themselves a chance to sneak into the playoffs, man. Yeah, dude, and that's going to be a tough uh, test, dude, because you know the Raiders are going to be fired up coming off a disappointing loss in Kansas City, but everybody gets yeah. up to play the Cowboys. This is actually the Raiders' last home game of the season, so all the crazies that aren't disappointed about the eventual move to Los Angeles or to Las Vegas are going to be out in effect with their makeup and their spikes on and their their bags of batteries and you know blood and urine that they're going to throw on the field and such. No, just kidding. Raider fan isn't that bad, but this is a must win <laughs> for these guys. Um, they're still right in the hunt there in the AFC, man. They still have they can still take the division. Yeah. Um, Derek Carr's got to play better. He wasn't sharp in the first half of that game. Kind of got it going a little bit late. Um, Marshawn Lynch is coming on a little bit in the season. Better the last few games. But dude, Amari Cooper has been extremely disappointing this mm-hmm. year. Um, had to deal with the drops and now the bad ankle. I'm not sure if he's going to play in this 
they got to find some ways to get the offense going. And that offense will protect the defense. But, uh, man, the Raiders need to feel good about something. And beating the Cowboys uh, would be a start. Yeah, and they're at, they're at home. That's the first thing. That In the black hole, like you said, those fans are ravenous there. Um, but, you know, this Raiders squad... Uh, they have struggled f- to be consistent this year running the football. Marshawn did get some stuff going last week, but it was really just two big runs. Uh, other than that, they were awful running the football. And like you mentioned, Cooper has been a disappointment this year. Derek Carr um, also uh, a disappointment, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. And on the defensive side of the football, they they have been awful as well. They, had a, they got rid of Ken Norton Jr. Um, and, and Pagano's coaching him now, but... Del Rio is a defensive-oriented head coach. I mean, I put this on Del Rio as much as anyone else, that their defense hasn't uh, – you know, you got a Khalil Mack there and a handful of really high-quality players uh, as well uh, scattered about. But the secondary is uh, woefully deficient, and uh, that is going to be an issue. If they can play better uh, on, on the back end of the defense uh, and slow and, and really slow down that Cowboys uh, offensive attack, I think the Cowboys should go after that secondary. But yeah. the, the, the Raiders need to try and control the game on offense, uh, move the sticks a little more methodically, methodically and don't go for big plays but this Raiders team at six and seven cannot afford to drop another game like you said their their fates is still in front of them they still can win the enough football games to make it into the playoffs here but uh this game uh, really is kind of the do or die uh game like I said for both of these squads uh no doubt about it at six and seven the Raiders can't drop another one Man, so many awesome games this week, Dave. Yep. I'm completely fired up. Got Woo! the extra doubleheader on Saturday. All right. Hey, want to let you guys know there's so many ways you can check out the Football Radio Show. Go over to YouTube and subscribe to the Football Radio Show YouTube channel. We're bringing you the Sunday six-pack entry and out every week. Get over to Facebook and like us on there. Hey, and follow us on Twitter. We're teaming up with Skinit.com. we got a giveaway every week. Get over to Twitter. Get all the details on that. Macheads, go over, subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio, or if you want to kick it old school, footballradioshow.com. That is going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. He's Dave. I'm Casey. Week 15. Enjoy the game, people. We are out of here.